Praise God. Um, I'm going to be praying right now. I'll read the scripture first Timothy 2 from this one. I looked there for the first of all. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, the giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life, not godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be praying against every plans of the evil one, every plans of the enemies, every plan of Satan. We cut it down. We bring it down, hallelujah. We do not let it progress, hallelujah. Right now we declare that the plans of the devil to make the world two factions into two different uh, categories of people, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated tribes, that we do not let it hold, hallelujah. Let us open our mouths right now and begin to pray. We refuse for the plans of the devil to, to come to pass. We refuse for these plans, hallelujah, to be executed upon the earth. We refuse for him to, to blind the eyes of the leaders of the nation, to manipulate the leaders of the nation. Can you mute yourself as we pray right now? Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you. 
Ninguém 
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Maka Santa Cabarere Gibusutukubilikizahata. Praise the Lord, Maka Sitikibaya. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, oh God. Thank you because the plans of the devil, oh God, will never be established upon the earth till we be taken out of the earth. Till the rapture of the church, every manipulation, oh God, and every plans and intent of the devil to carry out these nefarious activities upon the earth and against the leaders of the nations, manipulating them to do his biddings, oh God. Today, oh God, by your power, oh God, we bring them down. We cut them down. Hallelujah. We put an end to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on whatever part of the world you are connected at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going into our Rhapsody segment. I'd like to welcome Brother Martins to take the Rhapsody segment. Thank you. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for this great um, prayer session. And I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed Amarak for this opportunity to take the Rhapsody of Realities. Okay, uh, today's devotional. 
Pastor is saying to us, he said, prepare your heart with the word. Prepare your heart with the word. And our team text is taken from Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. It says, for skillful and godly wisdom shall enter into your heart, and knowledge shall be pleasant to you. Discretion shall watch over you. Understanding shall keep you. Paul says, if you pay, if you had paid attention, if you pay attention to what's written in the scripture above, about the last days, and relate it with the current happenings in the world, relate it to the current happenings in the world, you will surely realize that the Lord is getting ready, preparing the church for his coming. Your responsibility is to prepare your heart through the word. Live your life for him daily. Nothing can prepare you for the coming of the Lord like the scriptures. 2 Timothy 3.15 tells us, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Notice our underlined portion. That's the last scripture, the last scripture I just read now. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. The wisdom of God is what carries you all the way through to the end of salvation in the presence of the Lord. This is the wisdom of God is what carries you all the way through to the end of salvation in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, um, yesterday, a friend of mine sent me a message and said, ah, Martins, where have you been? You have been missing in action. I said, how? He said, because we are in a group. You know, there are several groups um, on WhatsApp, on Telegram and all. So we're in a, an a, um, ex-student, as an alumni group, my former, my secondary school. So he said, I've not been chatting for months now. What's the matter? Where have you been? That things have been happening and all, and all, and all. And I said to her, I said, I am preparing for the coming of the Lord. And that is what is most important and paramount to me. And I said, like joke, like joke, Jesus will come. And many people will think it's play. It will be like child's play. The Bible says many were given to marriage. They were eating and drinking, just like every other day, watching football matches. And then the Lord came. Praise the Lord. He says, Jesus emphasized the importance of the scriptures when he said, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of God. Jesus emphasized on the importance of the scripture. But by every word of God. Search the scriptures. That's Luke chapter 4 verse 14. And now goes on, he says, search the scriptures. Study and build your life on God's truth. Is what cultures you to have kingdom consciousness with the goal and desire to please him always in all things. The word cleanses 
and keeps you in the state of readiness to meet the Lord. Praise the Lord. I asked this question severally, and I'll still ask again. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? If all that God asks you is to search the scripture, know the timing, understand the mind of God at times. You know, the funny thing is, we are right now at a time where the expo has been given to us. The Lord is coming soon. We have the expo. This is where, this is the direction of the world right now. This is all that matters. And that should be all that matters to you. Preparing your hearts with the word of God. Searching the scriptures, studying. A few days ago, we read about maturing in the word of God, growing onto maturity. Yes. The Bible says the inner expectation of creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are not just going to check out from this world without manifesting as the sons of God. The Bible also goes on to say, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be like, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, but we shall see him as he is. In that glorified state that he will be, we too will be glorified, as the Bible says, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be glorified. Even now are we being glorified. Because the Lord said when he was about to go, he said, Father, the glory that you have given unto me, I have given unto them. So the glory has come. The glory is upon us. We've been glorified and we, are, we, are, we keep getting glorified every day. The Bible says, as you behold the word of, the, of God as in a mirror, you are transformed. You are transformed. Every day as we search the scriptures, we are transformed, constantly renewed, constantly changed. As we are constantly renewed and changed every day, we are setting our hearts, preparing our hearts to receive the Lord. Surely the Lord is coming. He's coming. He's so coming. He's so coming. Everything points to the fact that he's coming. Everything points to it. And like the Bible says, it says, as in the days of Noah. You know, I don't know. I don't know if, if any of this um, gets you to ponder. I don't know if it gets you to think. A few years ago, when we preach, we talk about, you know, the word of God, what it will do for you and all. And people are always saying, you guys always preach prosperity. You preach prosperity. You preach end time. That's what he said. Preach the end time. Preach end time message. Okay. Now we are preaching end time message. We are telling the word about the coming of the Lord and they are getting angry. It's so sad and so um, unbelievable that some people are getting angry at this time. It's sad. But one thing is certain. No matter what, the Lord is coming soon. Set your heart to receive the Lord. Prepare your heart with the gospel. I, I ask this question. That's why I'm so happy with, the, with this um, group, with Inspired by the Word group. I'm so happy. Because I always ask this question. I say, what if, what if 
the amount of the word of God you have is what you will use when you get to heaven. What if the main thing that they will look at your, your CV is have you finished the scripture? Have you read it from Genesis to Revelation? What if? What if that would be how you would be, um, let's say it would be one of the yardsticks to measure your maturity. If we have, after all, the scripture is what was given to us. That's, that's, um, our, that's the main book, like the main um, scheme of work, as it were. What if that is all you need? What then would you say? I didn't finish it. Thank God for inspired by the word. We read, we study the Bible every day and we'll finish the Bible this year. And then we will now say, come Lord Jesus. Yes, come Lord Jesus. And one thing I know is first, one thing I know is certain. As we keep studying the word of God every day, as we take the communion every day, we are renewed, we are changed. We are metamorphosed into the very image of God. Into the very image. Yes. And these last days is my sincere prayer that more than ever before, the desire for God and the desire for the word of God constantly and continually engulfs us. And of a sure thing, when he comes, we will be glorified, given the glorious body and will be transformed and will meet the Lord in the air. Thank you so much for this time. At this point, I will kindly hand over to the esteemed Sister Joy to take us through the prayer and the further stories. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother Martin, for the ministration. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Uh, we're taking the further study. We're reading from Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. First Timothy 4, 15 to 16. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Revelations 22:20. 20. He which testifieth to these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Praise God. And we're going to be taking the confession together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Through the word and power of the Holy Spirit. I'm working worthy of the Lord. Pleasing him in all things. As I joyfully anticipate his soon return. My life and passion about his kingdom and its expansion. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity.
Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on what part of the world you're connecting to from. Thank you so much, Sister Amaka, for this wonderful opportunity and wonderful platform. We've been reading the New Testament Bible reading, and it's been very interesting read putting the word of god into our hearts into our spirits so i'm going to be sharing my screen at the moment today we're reading the book of luke luke chapter one luke chapter 13 from verse 1 to 21 praise god so the caption says unless you turn to god verse one says about that time some people came up and told him about the Galilean, Galileans Pilate had about the Galileans Pilate had killed while they were at worship, mixing their blood with the blood of the sacrifices on the altar. Jesus responded, Do you think those murdered Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans? Not at all. Unless you turn to God, you too will die. And those 18 in Jerusalem. The other day, the ones crushed and killed when the Tower of Siloam collapsed and fell on them. Do you think they were worse citizens than all other Jerusalemites? Not at all. Unless you turn to God, you too will die. Verse 6. Then he told them a story. A man had an apple tree planted in his front yard. He came to it expecting to find apples, but there weren't any. He said to his gardener, what's going on here? For three years, now I've come to this tree expecting apples and not one apple have I found. Chop it down. Why waste good ground with it any longer? The gardener said, let's give it another year. I'll dig around it and fertilize and maybe it will produce next year. If it doesn't, then chop it down. The caption, Healing on the Sabbath. He was teaching in one of the meeting places on the Sabbath. There was a woman present, so twisted and bent over with arthritis that she couldn't even look up. She had been afflicted with, her, with this for 18 years. When Jesus saw her, he called her over. Woman, you are free. He laid hands on her and suddenly she was standing straight and tall, giving glory to God. The meeting place president, furious because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the congregation, six days have been defined as work days. Come on one of the six if you want to be healed, but not on the seventh, the Sabbath. But Jesus shot back, you frauds, every Sabbath, Every one of you regularly unties your cow or donkey from its stall, leads it out for water, and thinks nothing of it. So why isn't it all right for me to untie this daughter of Abraham and lead her from the stall where Satan has tied her 18 years? When he put it that way, his critics were left looking quite silly and red-faced. The congregation was delighted and cheered him on. That is the wisdom of God at work. Most times people, they 
tried criticizing Jesus here. But the wisdom of God was at work in him. He being the wisdom of God spoke wisdom to them. And so in our lives and in our situations as criticism come, we have the wisdom of God to answer every situation. The caption, the way to God, verse 18. Then he said, how can I picture God's kingdom for you? What kind of story can I use? It's like a pine pine knot that a man plants in his front yard. It grows into a huge pine tree with thick branches and eagles build nests in it. He tried again. How can I picture God's kingdom? It's like yeast that a woman walks into enough dough for three loaves of bread and waits while the dough rises. And simply the kingdom of God is expansion, is exponential growth, is multiplication. And may the Lord bless this reading. As we go forth, we go forth expanding, we go forth multiplying, and we go forth bringing many into God's inheritance. Right, oh, right now, hand over to Brother John, who take us to the New Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and a beautiful week ahead. Thank you very much, Brother Jay. Warm greetings, everyone. We now proceed to the to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading. And um, happy new week to every one of us. A big thank you once again to the esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity. This morning, mustered their troops, crossed to Zaphon, and said to Jephthah, Why did you go out to fight the Ammonites without letting us go with you? We are going to burn your house down on you. Jephthah said, I and my people had our hands full negotiating with the Ammonites, and I did call to you for help, but you ignored me. When I saw that you weren't coming, I took my life in my hands and confronted the Ammonites myself, and God gave them to me. Why did you show up here today? Are you spoiling for a fight with me? So Jephthah got his Gilead troops together and fought Ephraim, and the men of Gilead hit them hard because they were saying Gileadites are nothing but half-breeds and rejects from Ephraim and Manasseh. Verse 5, Gilead captured the fords of the Jordan at the crossing of Ephraim. If an Ephraimite fugitive said, let me cross, the men of Gilead would ask, are you an Ephraimite? And he would say, no. And they would say, say, Shibboleth. But he would always say, Sibboleth. He couldn't say it right. <laughs> and they would grab him and kill him there at the fords of the Jordan. 42 Ephraimite divisions were killed on that occasion. Jephthah judged Israel six years. Jephthah the Gileadite died and was buried in the city, Mizpah of Gilead. Now the caption, Ibzan. After him, Ibzan of Bethlehem judged Israel. He had 30 sons and 30 daughters. 
he gave his daughters in marriage outside his clan and brought in 30 daughters in law from the outside for his sons. He judged Israel seven years and Ibsen died and was buried in Bethlehem. Now the caption Elon. After him, Elon the Zebulonite judged Israel. He judged Israel ten years. Elon the Zebulonite died and was buried at Ajalon in the land of Zebulon. After him, Abdon, son of Hillel, the Pirathonite, judged Israel. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 70 donkeys. Judge Israel eight years. Abdon, son of Hillel, the Pirathonite, died and was buried at Pirathon in the land of Ephraim, in the Amalekites' hill country. Praise be unto God. And I hand over to Pastor Deborah to take us through Judges 13. Thank you very much. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Okay, Judges 13. Thank you so much, um, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. When a prophet, sorry. Samson and then the people of Israel were back at it again doing what was evil in the sight of God God put them under the domination of the Philistines for 40 years at that time there was a man named Mora from Zorah from the tribe of Dan his wife was barren and childless. The angel of God appeared to her and told her, I know that you are barren and childless when you're going to become pregnant and bear a son. But take much care. Drink no wine or beer. Eat nothing ritually unclean. You are, in fact, pregnant right now, carrying a son. No razor will touch his head. The boy will be God's Nazarite from the moment of his birth. He will launch the deliverance from Philistine oppression. The woman went to her husband and said, a man of God came to me. He looked like the angel of God. Sarah laced with glory. I didn't ask him where he was from and he didn't tell me his name, but he told me you are pregnant. You're going to give birth to a son. Don't drink any wine or beer and eat nothing ritually unclean. The boy will be God's Nazarite from the moment of, his, of birth to the day of his death. Manoah prayed to God, Master, let the man of God you sent us, sent come to us again and teach us how to raise this boy who is to be born. God listened to Manoah. God's angel came again to the woman. She was sitting in the field. Her husband Manoah wasn't there with her. She jumped to her feet and ran and told her husband, he's back, the man who came to me that day. Manoah got up and following his wife, came to the man. He said to him, are you the man who spoke to my wife? He said, I am. Manoah said, so 
when what you say comes true, what do you have to tell us about this boy and his work? The angel of God said to Manoah, keep in mind everything I told the woman. Eat nothing that comes from the vine. Drink no wine or beer. Eat, not, eat no ritually unclean food. She's to observe everything I commanded her. Manoah said to the angel of God, please stay with us a little longer. We'll prepare a meal for you, a young goat. What angel said to Manoah, even if I stay, I won't eat your food. But if you want to prepare a whole bunch of offering for God, go ahead, offer it. <clears throat> Manoah had no idea that he was talking to an angel of God. Then Manoah asked the angel of God, what's your name? When your words come true, would like to honor you. The angel of God said, what's this? You ask for my name? You wouldn't understand. You shall wonder. So Manoah took the kid and the grain offering and sacrificed them for a rock altar on a rock altar to God who works wonders. As the flames leapt up from the altar to heaven, God's angel also ascended in the altar, in the altar flames. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell face down to the ground. Manoah and his wife never saw the angel of God again. Only then did Manoah realize that this was God's angel. He said to his wife, we are as good as dead. We've looked on God. But his wife said, if God were planning to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our whole bond offering and grain offering or revealed all these things to us, giving us this birth announcement. The woman gave birth to a son. They named him Samson. The boy grew and God blessed him. The spirit of God began working in him while he was staying at a Danite camp between Zorah and Esterhel. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Hallelujah. This is um, an amazing story um, revealed about the birth of um, the judge Samson. Praise the Lord. Meeting um, Samson's mother in the um, at the time he met her when she had no child. Like um, you say, um, God is a God of constant wonder. You know, picking the unlikely, most unlikely situation or the most um, seemingly um, disadvantaged situation and using it to make a statement. That's why we say nothing is impossible with God. You know, a woman that was in fact barren and childless clearly stated she was barren. So it's not as if... Um, <laughs> She, she could produce by herself. But you see, according to the word of the Lord, he gave her that child. And he made, he destined the child for a purpose. You know, when you read the scriptures, especially um, Paul and Peter speaking in the latter end of the New Testament, you hear them saying things like predestination. You know, the one that has been predestined, praise the Lord, predestination and walking man. So God does not do anything by chance. He does everything by predestination. So even before you came into this world, he had already preordained you. He had predetermined you. Hallelujah. 
So it's left for you to, you know, go into the scriptures as we go into to find out what exactly am I supposed to be doing? Like Pastor would tell us, says every Christian has one very common um, purpose in life, which is to win many to Christ. But aside that, there's the peculiar one. Excuse me. There's a peculiar one that everybody's supposed to fulfill. You know, the angel came and he spoke to, he spoke to um, Samson's mother. He told her the purpose of this son and what they should do. Hallelujah. So even as um, um, born again Christians who, you know, might be parents or becoming parents very soon, you can also find out the purpose of the child. Hallelujah. So God does nothing without a plan. He does nothing without a purpose. There's something for every step, for everything that occurs in your life. There's always a plan. There's always a purpose. So when you come to that point where you understand that predestination is at work in you, you have been preordained for a particular life. You have been preordained to fulfill something. Hallelujah. You've been preordained to fulfill a particular purpose. You won't go about the world you know, about your day-to-day life, just living it as, you know, um, as a normal thing. Wake up, I go to work, or I go to school, or I do my business, you know, go, come back, like, you know, like every other normal human being. You would take your life seriously. You would take into account, like the Sami says, say, upon my bed, I meditate upon the word of God. I ponder upon his faithfulness and his mercies. I ponder upon the things that he has asked me to do. Checking myself that I have been doing the things that he has been, he has asked me to do. Praise the Lord. Because of the plan and the purpose that he has for you to fulfill upon the earth. Praise the Lord. That's why you take the study of the word seriously. And if um, for any reason you are here on this call and you say, oh, I don't know my purpose yet. I don't know why God called me yet. Apart from to read souls, this is the time to find out. And once you ask, he will answer you. Imagine Manoah, he prayed here and he said, send that man again to come and tell us how to raise the child. And God answered the prayer and he sent the man. So it just tells you that when you ask God, what is my, what is my purpose upon the earth? He will answer you. That is why you cannot afford to do some things that a natural man will do. Praise the Lord. As, as, as we, we read in the Rhapsody, preparing for the Lord. You cannot afford not to prepare for the Lord because you have different responsibilities. You have to prepare his house. You have to prepare his people. Praise the Lord. For the coming of the Lord. Like what we are doing here in the Inspired by the Word group. It's for a purpose. We are preparing the house. We are preparing the body for the coming of Christ. For the rapture of the church, rather. Not the coming of Christ. For the rapture of the church. Praise the Lord. We are preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts, preparing ourselves to meet God, preparing our hearts to carry out God's plans and purpose, to serve God, preparing the body. Praise the Lord. So we are not just here trying to while away time. There's a purpose why we are here. And you have to understand it. There's a purpose why you are here upon the earth. That's why you cannot afford to be a grudge. That's why you cannot afford not to do the givings that God has asked you to give. That's why you cannot afford to keep your money to yourself and say, no, I want to use it for things that will benefit me. No, you have to give it into the work. You are preparing for the work for the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. So 
Once you know your purpose, you prepare. That business that you are running, what is the purpose? That job that you are in, what is the purpose? What is the plan? Why did God ask you to do it? Or why are you there? You might have gotten there just by, oh, oh, I applied for a job. Or I wanted to do a business. Or I met a colleague. We just discussed. And suddenly we started a business. Or somebody called me to come and join him and partner with him or her in a business. It might be how you started off. But while you are in it, have you asked the question, why am I here? Praise the Lord. Because abuse is inevitable if purpose is not known. Praise the Lord. Abuse is definitely inevitable. That's why you know that I am supposed to be at a particular place at a particular time. I'm not supposed to be hanging around a certain set of people. I'm not supposed to be involved in talk that does not edify my body, that does not edify the body of Christ, that does not edify my spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So these are the things that you put into consideration when you know purpose, when you know God's preordained plan for you, when you know God's predestination plan for you. At certain times in your life, things that would have happened or occurred in your life, and you're wondering, why did this happen? Or why is God talking to me like this? Praise the Lord. But why is God saying this thing? What's going on? Because maybe at, at the occurrence of that thing, you might not have taken cognizance. But afterwards, have you asked the question? Have you asked the Holy Spirit, why this? How do I go about this thing? Praise the Lord. For example, you might be with a certain set of people, and like Brother Martins clearly stated, <laughs> you know, and you, you are not even able to communicate with them. And you're wondering, but it could have been an easy thing to communicate with them. After all, I knew these people at some point in my life. But it's possible God is separating you, telling you that, brother, being in communication in this place might not help your spiritual growth. It might drag you down more than it can lift you up. You know, or you are going into a business plan with somebody. And for no reason, you are just being sluggish. For no reason, you are just unhappy and when you study the word you know you find out that god desires for you to always be happy so when you're in a situation that you are not happy and you are just finding out what's going on can you ask questions why is it that i'm not happy in this place i've tried all that i want it could be that god doesn't want you there it could be that god doesn't want you to go on with that business it could be that god wants you out of that job Praise the Lord. And you might not know the reason immediately. But all you need to do is ask for his guidance. Ask for his direction. Praise the Lord. It's clearly stated in the scriptures here. It was clearly stated. He said, don't drink any strong drink. Anybody could have said, uh-uh. Say, Paul said that um, red wine, the wine is for, a little is for the heart. It's not applicable to everything. Paul said, said, he said, everything might be lawful, but all of them are not expedient for me to do. I'm not supposed to be in all the categories. I'm not supposed to do it. It might be lawful. It might be okay. It might seem nice. Uh -uh. It's not, a, is it not a, an old school association. Or is it not my friends in church? So don't think that it's only some people in the world. 
Or oh, this guy is my friend in church. Why am I not able to do this business with this person? Find out. Praise the Lord. Because your spirit bears witness at every time, at every instance. Praise the Lord. Or oh, you are being prompted to spend time in prayer. You're just prompted. You know, the spirit of prayer. Pray, pray. You might not even feel like it, but it keeps coming to your spirit. Spend time to pray. Spend time to pray. You realize that God had a plan, that God had a purpose for you. And understand this. Everybody's life is not the same. Everybody's destiny is not the same. What God plans for every man is not the same. Know your calling. Know your unique purpose. And people might not be at peace with you because of it. Praise the Lord. People might not like it, so don't think that it's going to be everybody will just like it because God has asked you to go in this particular direction. Everybody will be happy with you and clapping with you. No. You might receive some persecution. You might receive some quarrelings. You know, some people that used to like you, that used to parley with and all that, might decide to stay away from you. Say, that guy is crazy. Why is he behaving like that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. There are things that will constantly happen. But know your why. Know why God sent you. Once you know your why that God sent you, or know why God is directing you, or, or, or the purpose for which he called you in this light, or he's prompting you to do this thing, your life will be much easier. And like Amarak will always tell us, you owe no man no explanation. You have to come to terms with it. God showed you a vision. You're looking for somebody, or God told you something. You're looking for somebody to agree with you that that's what God told you. You are going about telling one person to the other. God just said that this one, ah, are you sure that I can trust him? Is it after I finish telling him something, he's going to look for a flesh, a, a human being to, to agree with him on the matter that's what he's about to do? No. God does not come. He does not, um, uh, um, he does not ask man, any human being, or take permission from any human being or consult any human being when he wants to do something. So when he gives you an instruction, he's not looking for you to make a consultation with anybody. As long as you are convinced by the spirit of God that this is what to do. And that's why you have to learn. Learn to hear the voice of God for yourself. For yourself. Praise the Lord. So even when we have prophecies, realize that prophecies are for edification. Prophecies are for comfort. They are not for direction. Praise the Lord. They are not to tell you what you should do in your life. So you learn the scriptures for yourself. Thank God for the inspired by the word. Praise the Lord. I hope we've learned something from this today. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Amara, for this opportunity. Over to you now, um, Brother Martins, for the Pauline affirmations. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Debbie. Once again, I'll say a big thank you to esteemed Amarak for this opportunity. We're taking our Poland affirmation this morning. And our Poland affirmation will be on the screen any moment from now. See the affirmation by starting with our names. Yes, your name. Have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. The second paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. 
At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take our permission. Please join me to mic at this time as we take our permission on the count of three. One, two, three. My name is Martin Smuchi. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The eyes of my understanding and enlightening so that I know the hope of the According to the working of his Praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Right now, I'd like for us to prepare the communion. Get your communion ready. Praise the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. We are taking our communion now. And our text we're taking is from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of me. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread, the body of Christ that was broken for us. As we break this bread, we affirm the Lordship of Jesus of our lives. We affirm that he is God. He came unto his own. And we have received him, accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful privilege 
to affirm once again the Lordship of Jesus over our life and to affirm once again that you are a great God. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is in New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as, for as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. As oft as you drink this cup, and eat this bread. You show the Lord's death till he comes. Lord, you died for us. You came into this world for us. You were despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And yes, you saw your seed. You prolonged your days in us. Heavenly Father, as we take this cup, that which you have set us aside, that which you have called us, that which you have chosen us to accomplish, we do accomplish in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Yes, to them whom you have called, you sanctified and then you glorified. You are glorified indeed. And as we go forth this day, when men see us, they see the glory of God upon us. They see the glory of God because we have the mark of Christ. By virtue of the body and blood we take. Father, we give you all the praise. Christ has been made unto us wisdom. As we take this call, the wisdom of God is propelled in us. In everything we do this day and all the days of our lives, we walk in the wisdom of God continually by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Go ahead and take the call right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're going to take the grace right now. But when we are done, I want you to shout a shout wherever you are. A shout of victory. Shout that shout. As you take that, as you shout after we take the grace, as you shout, the walls will come down. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's go ahead and take let's go ahead and share the grace and fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. 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 Th